Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back everybody. It is your guy, Marshall, here with uh, my lovely... Courtney. Hey baby. Hello. Welcome back y'all. We're in the studio uh, for another episode of Blurred Watchers. Your monthly dose of blurdiness on the Pop Break TV uh, RSS feed. So, we're very happy to be here tonight. We got a lot of stuff to go over. It's been a month since we've seen you and we did our end of the year slash you know things we're looking forward to so i really hope you guys enjoyed that but how you been babe i've been good i feel like this new year um there's been some trials and tribulations but honestly i mean nothing nothing has been bad right yeah i feel like we've had a good year we've pretty much had a good start i think we've done our cleanup of stuff that needed to be left in 2022 and the stuff that we need to bring over we brought over and like i'm really excited for 2023 for sure yeah and january has been 436 days long so I'm right. really excited to finally be done with January. By the time you guys hear this episode, there will be a third episode of The Last of Us, which we're going to cover um, between this podcast, Blurred Watchers, and our sister podcast, Blurred Life with my wife. Come here for the overviews and the summaries of however many episodes are out at that time. Tune in weekly for um, our in-depth thoughts of each episode on um, Blurred Life with My Wife. That's how we're going to do it. But we also got some other flash shit to talk about Mm -hmm. today as the new year has begun. And we're still kind of catching up on um, a bunch of stuff. We are, because we are kind of behind. Because Alex had to let us know that Vox Machina is out. And I love that. You liked it. I loved I'm, it. I'm very fine with watching season two. Okay, I'm, I'm looking fine. forward to it. I'm, I'm looking excited. forward to it. Um, we also, um, there's a couple things that we need to watch. Oh, Alice in Borderland. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Vikings Valhalla. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a couple other Korean drama shows that I want to watch. Um, I feel so like, we'll, we'll see. I feel like the world is kind of trying to come out of the pandemic and we're just getting stuff back to back to back and we're just like uh uh right we can't we you know slow down there big fella you know we 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 need actual time to watch all this stuff we both you know work full time um so it's just it, it can be a little tough so just bear with us you know as we try to get through the cat to log um okay so first things up, uh, we're going to watch a snap trailer reaction for the Mandalorian season three trailer. Let's get it. Let's right. go. Let's go. We'll be right back. AV magic. Boom. And we're back. What a trailer. It's yeah. looking good. How about that? Um, man. Uh, coming back from season two, Grogu has made his choice. Mm-hmm. And he chose, as opposed to training as a Jedi, he chose Mando. He chose, yeah, Mando, and yeah. Now they're just like going on adventures in the galaxy and shit. It seems like this um, season will be 
about Mando kind of on his Zuko quest to regain his honor as mm-hmm. a Mandalorian after removing his helmet and doing the things that he needed to do to ultimately save Grogu. Yeah. And it looks action-packed, and there's some familiar faces, and they're Jedi, and I'm 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 cool. I'm down. I'm 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 ready. March first. I'm excited for it. I am a little disappointed that we didn't see um, Giancarlo, but I'm sure he'll be there, right? Because he didn't die. Like, we didn't see him die, so he's probably still alive, I mean, right? he's still probably out there, yeah. I mean, and also, we didn't see Ahsoka. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's this. I, I feel like this is the season that is going to, like, really, like, lead straight into Ahsoka. Okay. So there may be, maybe we won't see her at all, but it would be really cool if it was, like, we kind of already got, like, a ghost pilot in last season's episode the jedi right so i mean i beggars can't be choosers you know i i don't i don't want but you know they have shown they've shown that they're willing to universe build within these shows and i'm just so happy that we're back to what i consider the real star wars tv because kenobi is just i know you were very disappointed about it i was very entertained but i know you didn't like how they basically nerfed him but sorry tangent i remember seeing on twitter where they were talking about like they said um it kind of is like a mind blower when you find out that like they say kenobi is actually an average force user Mm -hmm. so it's like damn he be kicking ass and taking names but he's actually just average well he has average talent Okay. with the force his his work and his dedication to his craft and things like that and and mind you even at the height of the clone wars he was known as the negotiator but his mastery of the defensive lightsaber form made him like one of the best duelists mm. maybe not offensively so it's like but, passion over talent like right. who's gonna put in the right. work and even if someone is more talented with the force he puts in more work because someone might be lazy no one no one can argue that anakin had more force talent than kenobi so if that's the case why kenobi keep beating his ass up and down in decades like this like it's 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 kind of sad at this point so yeah that blur i I think about that entirely too much to be honest with you because yeah it is that passion versus talent conversation right where damn like the dedication that he showed in order to kind of get better within the force or you know find the things that he was really good at Mm -hmm. and you know use them to his absolute advantage i mean kenobi is one of the greatest jedi of all time yeah and then they shit on him in that show i mean i feel like unfortunately disney plus has that way of like or Disney, I should say, just in general, but it is on Disney Plus, has that way of like making characters less than what they are. Because remember my grief with Loki. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, he's like a bumbling comedic version of himself. Not really into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to bring it back to The Mandalorian, very happy, of course, to see. Um, What's his face working? Joel. 
Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Oh my God. I don't even know how I couldn't think of his name. But yeah, he out here working. Get money. Getting it. Getting it. Um, Disney love him. HBO love him. Oh, absolutely. We I were mean, just looking at pictures of him as Oberyn, mm-hmm. and it kind of hurt my heart because, you know, you remember how he went out, and it was yeah. like, you were winning. Yeah. Let's, what the let's, fuck? Let's let Sleeping Dragons lie. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts about the Mandalorian season three trailer? No, it looks good. I am excited to see more Mandalorians mm. and just like all the different types and they going to be coming together and like kicking ass. Um, I'm ready. My body is ready. Okay. Uh, next so, snap trailer reaction. Yeah. So the next one we're going to be looking at will be uh, hunters, right? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Boom. Okay, so that was the same boy from last time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. With his little blowout and his yeah, mustache and goatee and stuff, his little beard. He looked good. Yeah, man. At first, him. I was like, are we following someone else? Like, it's another set of uh, hunters. But, okay. Looking like a grown-ass man. Yeah, they got him almost unrecognizable at first glance because... He don't... He looked like Hispanic or something. I don't know. Well, time has passed and he's older. You know, maybe just because like dark hair and dark hair and face. It really brings out his certain those type of features in him. I guess so. I don't know. He just looked like a totally different person to me. But the gang's all back. So including Al Pacino. I'm saying it's so he, he it didn't look like he was a figment of imagination. Well, I mean, it's really hard to say, right? Like he could be featured in flashbacks or. But it looked like he was interacting with everybody. But I mean, I guess that's trailer. Yeah, a trailer could do that. But the gang's all here. We're hunting Hitler. Yeah. Like fuck everything, all the other bullshit. We know he's alive. We need to get some folks. We need to go find his ass. We need to kill yep. his ass. Go down to down. Uh, South America because we all know that's where he, where they went. I'm fucking Brazil with it. and stuff because that's where they found um, Joseph Mangala living in the South living in South America, and then he ended up drowning in some sea or whatever. Uh, okay, yeah, I didn't know nothing about that, but yeah, yeah um, it's the hunters that we know and love. Great trailer, great soundtrack. Um, it's one of those period pieces that I like because... Well, yeah, because it's like... Alternate history. It's alternate history slash... Because they tell you about real shit, like Project Paperclip, yeah. where they brought all the Nazi scientists over yeah. and had them working for NASA and shit. Yeah. So, like, that's real. <laughs> um, I'm excited. We need to get... You know what the problem was? And I was thinking about this while we were watching the trailer for Hunters. Mm-hmm. The reason why we, quote unquote, don't have time for th- these new shows or these new seasons is because we've been binge watching our like our therapy or comfort shows, mm-hmm. i.e. Hunter Hunter. Mm-hmm. We've been mm-hmm. watching that, funnily mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. talking about Hunters. That's true. Um, and then we just got into the uh, Chimera Ant arc. Mm-hmm. So... Although we've stepped away from it. But yeah. It's been a few days. That's our fucking problem. Yeah, we've been... Fucking comfort watching shit that we've seen a billion times. But you know what? I mean, I was going to cover it on one of these episodes whenever we finished it. Like, 
you know, rewatching Hunter Hunter in well, especially since the manga mangaka mangaka, mm-hmm. uh, I might be putting the wrong emphasis on, on the wrong, the wrong syllable. Yeah, um, but they're doing more chapters, right? Yeah. Like resuming the story, so that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, it looked good as fuck. I'm like very ready to jump into it. Yeah. Um, let's start it this week. Okay. Last but not least, we're going to watch the trailer for Carnival Row. Here we go. Boom. Mm. Damn, right? Yeah. <laughs> February 17th. Come on. That shit looks good. Uh, uh, they about to be in the A-Bat. I'm kind of upset that it's this last season. Yeah. I don't understand. It's tough. I mean, when when maybe it's my own bias because I feel like when I like something, it got to be popular. <laughs> but it's like, nah, girl, you you just like it. No, I mean, I think it was I think it was very popular, but the pandemic like put a lot of stuff on hold, and then you know for them to even come back and give us a final season after all of that time, I think is super dope. Uh, cause I do feel like it was a fairly popular show. I mean, Amazon has the money there, you know, I was just going to ask, ask, do you think it is too, like it costs too much because of all of like the flying, the fairy wings, the CGI, all some, that shit It's definitely more like them. What hunters more, I'm just, what we just getting clothes from the seventies or some shit like no, that. Where they they with, probably have similar costs as far as production because every production has different challenges right but this season of carnival row we're definitely getting more like effects work and things of that nature now the question is not do these shows cost too much are we starting to see some situations like them putting a hundred million per episode into uh the rings of power which we still haven't finished Right. Um, or, I, mean, I don't even think that's going to happen. So. I don't think so either. <laughs> but, you know, that was a very expensive show. Was it really $100 million? No. I, oh, I was about I, to say. My I don't God. know the exact number, but I know that. They could have just was, gave me that money. It was I would have acted there. it out. <laughs> it was one of the most expensive shows. Yeah. You know, Jeff Bezos was like, spared no expense, and everybody was like, and they shit the bed. We got you. <laughs> But I mean, uh, admittedly, the production design of um, Rings of Power wasn't the problem. You know, it was the the script, the writing, the characters. I I mean, my favorite person on the show was that um, was that elf guy who was the um, the the friend of the. um, the prince of the goblins, not oh, goblins, dwarves. Yeah. He was like my favorite character, and he was still trash. Mm, okay. But either way, this is a snap trailer reaction for Carnival Row oh, season right. two. I'm really excited. It looks so fucking good. I'm so mad at that boy who I, ho- I guess, or man, that took <laughs> over for his father as being like the mayor or whatever, the people side or part of the council, mm-hmm. and going off basically because his, I mean, what amounts to his sister wife? His half sister, basically, and they just going on with the relationship. That shit was crazy at the end of the first season when she was like, "Yeah, I knew." Like, ill girl. Mm-hmm. 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 Weird. Um, super weirdo energy. But 
like I said, man, the production the production value is there. Yeah, and it looks good. Kara looks good. Oh my now, god! Now Kara yeah. off screen, she be doing some weird shit, questionable things. Yeah. But she be acting. She be like she's holding it down. And I love Rowe. her in this role no. of vignette Stone Moss. Like I love her, and I love Orlando Bloom as um, Philo. Uh, this is a supremely acted show in yeah. my opinion um, I think we said last year with him transitioning from being like the real pretty boy mm-hmm. to in his age being more kind of gritty like, yeah gritty. you know he's roguish. got more lines in his face yeah. so he's not youthfully pretty anymore yeah. he's no longer the he's Luke handsome. Skywalker he's more of the Han Solo kind of roguish kind of like more mature okay he's not like the little you know youthful pretty boy anymore okay <laughs> so but yeah um great cast uh there seems to be a lot of action coming up this season and of course there are a lot of um allegories for society right now um yeah. happening with the struggle of the um people of the row mm-hmm. um in the large society of the bird it's I gonna mean, be it's gonna be good yeah i'm gonna like it's a tale as old as time you know yeah. Whoever is being oppressed and the oppressor, the proletariat and the bourgeoisie, you know, you can replace it with whatever, you know, the fey people and regular people. Um, It's looking good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So ready for February 17th. Um, That's going to be awesome. And I can't can't wait. Looking forward to the premiere. And I guess... Are they just going to drop the whole season, do you think? Or no, they'll probably do it like... They'll probably do a couple episodes mm. at first and then maybe weekly. I don't know. We'll see. But, all right. And um, moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Thanks for hanging with us, y'all. Um, these Snap Trailer Reaction segments are always really fun. Um, and I hope that you guys are able to, you know, check out some stuff. Maybe that you're not quite used to. Or if you're excited as much as we are, you know, yeah, let us know. I mean, you get... You get the um, time markers, so if you want to stop it, go look at the trailer if you haven't seen it, and then come back and, you know, compare, you know, your reaction to our reaction. It could be, like, a little interactive, like we're having a conversation. Yeah, we would love it. Mm -hmm. We would love it. But um, on a slightly creepier note, um, there's been some upheaval at Adult Swim. And um, Justin Roiland is out yeah. at Rick and Morty for some things that have been ongoing. Um, for years, been, though, which is crazy. Like, I know that they had to have known about it. Well, the okay, so basically what happened is Justin Roiland has been fired from Rick and Morty. He stepped down from his video game company. And I think he stepped down from, like, all the other shows mm-hmm. that he was doing, that he was voicing voices for. Because, essentially, he caught a charge for endangering his girlfriend at the time or keeping her from leaving. I think it was false imprisonment. False yeah. imprisonment. But the then also... and menace and some other shit. Yeah, but then also there's been talks of him having inappropriate exchanges with minors, minor young women. Yeah. And apparently this has been a... A, a kept secret for some time right they were saying it's like a, a, a open secret in Hollywood that he basically be texting girls like he's Morty but like 
people were saying the text messages were really disturbing. I, I'm sure you, I'm sure you could find them on the internet. I personally wasn't gonna yeah, go either. look for them. Um, but yeah, I was like, damn, that sucks. They were saying that they were gonna continue with Rick and Morty, and I guess just find someone else to voice those characters because the other creator he's the one who basically does mm-hmm. all of the mm-hmm. um really does all of the the storytelling the story right? the script yeah. and dan harman like dan harman so who, um we know and love from community mm-hmm. um even though he's had some issues as well but not not the same level. and they were saying that he like publicly apologized so and like yeah. got ahead of that shit so so Right now, I mean, Rick and Morty is one of our favorite shows. We don't cover it on this this podcast, I don't think, because we watch it so, like... Sporadically. Sporadically. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll come back and watch a season and then not watch it for a few years. And then we'll watch... But it's, it's, a, it's a dope show. And, you know, I'm glad that they're continuing with the production. Season 7 is still going to be done. They're going to recast the voices of Rick and Morty and or find someone who can do them both or I'm sure Dan Harmon will I mean for lack of a better term find a way to make a meta joke out of it I mean all they gotta do is have a Rick and Morty from a different universe come in and kill the Rick and Morty in that universe and be like like they did before and take over that family yeah but the problem is they all had the same voice cause they're the same people not really because it was just like the rick and morty's that weren't like actual people like there was like um a morty that was like a bug and like you know so it yeah. could be one of the rick and morty's it's just like a you know slightly different yeah i mean i'm fine with it i would like rick and morty to continue um and i'm happy that people who don't deserve to be in these positions are getting their just desserts and it's not like Justin Roiland has been convicted, but if you stepping down from everything, fam, something I mean, ain't clean. I would say, even if it's a lie, right, mm-hmm. or he is not convicted in regards to the um, forcible or false imprisonment or whatever of his mm-hmm. girlfriend and threats of violence and shit like that, he's still was texting minors yeah. crazy inappropriately. That's a problem. So it's just like, okay, like even if that ain't true, that's true. Definitely. Like that's problem. traceable, boo. That's your phone number. Stoop. So Yeah. It's just it's just weird to hear. And it's like, you know, people got mental health issues. I'm I'll never sit here and say like, oh well, you know, I wouldn't apply that to that. Don't but, be talking sexually to minors. That's gross. I, my point is that hopefully he gets the help that he needs. Now, I would like for that to include jail time, but it's it's just sad because it's like, okay, we've been watching Rick and Morty, not even knowing all the type of stuff that he was into, sitting here laughing and all this other type of stuff. So now, I mean, I can, I feel like I can have a better conscience, I guess, watching, knowing that he like if production is continuing in season seven he's no longer a part of it and i can just enjoy it okay i feel like that's totally different from saying you know hoping somebody who act like that acts like that gets help like that's two different ideas so we could just chop off the other idea whether you do or you don't you definitely should get 
was coming to you in regards to that. Mm-hmm. And then now that he is disconnected, you know, hopefully they can move on. Mm-hmm. But also, it does leave a bad taste in my mouth where I'm just like, oh, I don't even know if I really want to watch it like that. Like, I feel like nothing is going to be detracted from my life if I don't watch it. It's kind of the same thing with, like, Subway. Yeah. I haven't had Subway since the Jared Fogle bullshit. Yeah. Because I just can't look look at Subway like that no more. Like they knew. Yeah. Oh, they definitely yeah. knew. Because they was talking about how the higher-ups were like, when he got married, they were like, oh, yeah, hopefully now that he's married, all that other shit gonna stop. And it's like, for you to even say that, you know that there's a fucking problem. Like... If you look at like the transcripts from like the trial and stuff like that and the relationship with the guy that he had heading up his foundation, it was like some fucking shit. Had a grown ass man calling him daddy and all this other like disgusting and like helping him do the shit that he was doing and acquiring the children yeah so it's like that for me like i think i think it's gonna be like that for me where it's just like damn i can't i can't watch this show no more so yeah yeah i mean and and that's that's fair i mean i don't i just just hearing this shit it's just like all right like fam like y'all like people be at the top of the world people get people be like yo you can literally do just about anything you want to do, and you choose to do some delinquent shit, but like, you know, some off shit, like fan, like. I feel like that's that feeling is human nature, right? Oh, I got I got away with something once, and especially when you get money and you at the top of the game, like oh, I got away with it once. I can keep doing it. I'm untouchable, and then you know, life smacks you in the face, and it's like. Yeah, girl, um, this was a CIA, FBI operation, and we was just letting you rack them charges up so that when we lock your ass up, we could put you away for 100 years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a fucked up situation, man. I just, you know, you hope, you hope and you wish well for the victims that he's, you know, victimized. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, Rick and Morty can bounce back and be funnier or something. And, um, you know, because it's, it's a show I genuinely enjoy. I don't think that we were as heavy about it as, like, some people. Like, oh, Rick and Morty is the best shit ever, and you're stupid if you don't get it. And all this. Like, yeah. it's it was it's an enjoyable show. I mean, the last season, though, was getting a little bit crazy with that, like, giant incest baby and then when the people thought that they planet was gonna blow up and it didn't so they was doing all types of shit and it was like that that father and son doing shit together and they're like yeah mom doesn't want to talk about it or blah blah like whatever like it was weird i was like we we talking about a lot of a lot of incest here but then again i mean we also watch game of thrones at house of the dragons so it's just like is this a trend we we trying to normalize like i don't know what i don't know what's going on in media Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah i mean to wrap it up he's a piece of shit um what the fuck and uh good luck to the rest of the people over there working on rick and morty um 
hopefully y'all don't lose y'all jobs because nobody wants to watch it no more i doubt it i feel like most of the people that are into rick and morty are the type of people that are insufferable and like talk about people who don't get it so whatever yeah that that's super toxic and i don't i don't like that about the fandom but yeah um any last thoughts about um the changes for rick and morty and you know that's it for me all right but so let's get into we're gonna we're gonna switch it around a little bit today Mm -hmm. we're going to do a we're gonna do a series review first and then we're going to go into our ongoing series segment Yep. Which um, will be for The Last of Us uh, on HBO episodes one and two. So, babe, talk to us about the series that we watched. Yeah, so the series that we watched, this was another one where it was like, oh, we kind of late on it. Because, again, comfort watching other shows. Like, I had a little bit of um, The Great British Bacon Show in there. Hunter Hunters. I was watching some, like straight to netflix movies and other shows but finally we got to um the witcher uh blood origin yeah and it was good i liked it i liked kind of going along with other characters and i mean essentially to sum it all up we can go into detail but to sum it all up is basically what happened prior to the world um that the, the the witcher set in where you have humans elves dwarves and all the other creatures all together mm-hmm. as, as one yeah it's like that story and um i thought it was really interesting how they did it we found our boy the um the bard um in some type of battle right yeah, he's he like in the middle of battle in dire straits and some god comes to him and is just like yeah you need to know about this story you need to tell this story because this is important for the was world she a to god know. or she was just like an elf that had like crazy magical powers i, I don't like she was an elf i don't know what she he it because it, it was like oh, oh, i yeah, can, can i can be a lot of things yeah, you know what i mean different so i mean appearances. we might we might want to watch a couple videos about like what that entity was and that because, was Minnie driver right the look that it looked like her yeah it it looked like her um the closest thing that i can think of it would be like this is going to be a super super meta um reference but so shout out to anybody who knows but back in the day there was a young adult series of novels called um animorphs and in animorphs the like god type thing in that there was two of them it was the elements and then it was the cryak and they basically were like higher beings that, you know, played this game with all of these different shout outs if you get the reference. But that's kind of what it was. Like they just stopped time and they were just like, hey, I'm the shit. And also, I want you to know this information so that you can tell this story. Okay. And um, so we, we go back in time to essentially how the first Witcher was created um and how the world came to be full of monsters and humans and elves like you said Mm -hmm. like this is a really really deep prequel um and it was four episodes i thought it was an easy watch was it four it was just four episodes okay uh they were long it was probably like an hour and 10 minutes a piece okay i mean Um, i guess that makes sense because we watched all in one day yeah so 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's been getting a bad rep, and I just don't understand why. Did it um, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was good. But, you know, I could see why people will, will be mad. Because, you know, we had the obligatory um, interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. I know how y'all don't like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, love is love. And it was both elves. And they don't think about that thing. But you know what was funny that they broke down? What they do think about is the class system. And so the like, clan system as well. Well, clans... But I think mostly class. Okay. Because it's like, oh, if you royalty or if you are part of the um, uh, warrior class or something like that, like those two are like the upper upper echelon, although mm-hmm. the warrior class is lower than the royal class, but you can't be fucking around or marrying the merchant class or oh, heaven, forbri- heaven forbid um, if you're like the peasants the or, something like that. or something like that yeah you're right uh, I thought it was a great look at elven society before the introduction of humans who we know canonically in the show's universe have kind of come in and taken over yeah which is crazy to me because so kind of to skip well no I'm not going to skip to the end um, one of the characters the I guess she ended up being the empress mm-hmm. who was obsessed with this other empress in history that was like trying to have a renaissance and change, you know, the way of things for elf and kind and bring everybody together. That bitch was so insufferable, like from the very beginning, just like, oh, my God, like, well, first off, just are concerned with not being, I guess, forgotten or putting a name for yourself in history. She already wasn't going to get points with you. Because she was not loyal to her family. Like, one of the earliest things we see her do is stab her brother in the back, betray him, kill him and all of his lieutenants, Mm -hmm. and basically side with this, you know, this faction within all these, you know, groups that wanted to, like, have some type of revolution. It was that? It was this the backstabbing in general because the one guy, the elf that we see that's basically the main character who, you know, spoiler, spoilers abound, spoilers are going to abound in our whole show. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, but the guy who was her protector from the dog clan, um, you know, they got a little frisky. He got caught and instead of killing him, they uh, exiled him. Right. Well, he didn't was like get a little frisky. Be, what we well, found out was... Like he was her protector and he was assigned to her like her main security. They end up fucking at some arbitrary point in the past and she's still hot for him. He's just like, look, I'm trying to just do my job. But she like not really. He was all about her because through the whole thing, he was not trying to believe what I'm what I was getting to was okay. So as I was saying, a little frisky, but no, they was fucking like, yes, they had fucked in the past. And then he was saying, I told you we can't do this again. But he was with it. And like he, quote unquote, loved her and thought she loved him. He got exiled and shit. And in the exile, he meets um what do they call her? The sparrow? Or not the sparrow. The lark. The, the lark. lark. I'm yeah. like, am I going to go through every fucking species of bird? He Jesus was. Christ. The the lark. He meets her. She from the Raven clan. They like assassins and shit. And they're like warring clans because they're part of different nations. Mm-hmm. Um, So About. he meets her. And they end up having to go on this journey together, which is the journey that basically 
sums everything up. How do we get to the the quote unquote current time of the Witcher? Uh, with people elves dwarves autumn things whatever they link up and they find out like her sister gets killed in front of her she find out her whole family her whole clan killed he find out his whole clan killed and what they're saying is because it was a coup and his old girlfriend was one of the ones that like was about it about it and he was like no um if it was her then i'll kill her myself but yeah. i don't believe it and we just need to find out and she was like son you need to deal like like deal with it your ex-girlfriend killed your people and i think there was one point where they linked up with i forget who they linked up with who they linked up with but that person ended up telling him, he was like oh shit y'all know she slit your sister's throat yeah. herself. Yeah. And that was, I mean, it wasn't funny, but our, like, when we saw that happen, I didn't realize that that was his sister. I thought she yeah. was just like another person that was close to his father that was like the protectors, but I guess I should have known he would have had his two children with him or whatever. Well, yeah, because they had another brother, but he killed. died yeah. earlier during some battle or something mm-hmm. like that. And they had some contention about that because he was like, I know you wish it was me. And he was like, No, I just wanted both my sons. But then you went ahead and disgraced me. Mm. Um, but yeah. He was like, oh, it, yeah, she did do all that shit, like the clans and shit, like, but also with her hands, she slit your sister's throat. So, um, that should be a deciding factor for you. And the crazy part is, she was like, like trying to get everybody in on it, like, all right, like kill all of them, but save him because I need heirs. And mm. it was like, yeah. I doubt he's going to bless you with an heir after all that shit. And she was like, well, you know, situations and feelings change. It was like, yo, you got some nerve. The audacity, bitch. You are delusional. Out of your fucking delusional. Mind. Like, how do you walk up to somebody and be like, oh, by the way, I killed your father. I personally, with my own hands, murdered your sister and oh by the way with that dick bow like okay well i don't know me? if she was gonna be that vulgar about it but, but that's yeah. what she said she's that's I mean, exactly what she said that's he's not exactly what heirs. she said she, right well that is literally what well that dick she didn't bow. say he's for heirs she said she wanted heirs but that's because you know she was still in love quote-unquote in love with him right so what that dick bow after i done got the blood <sighs> okay. of your kin i'm gonna stop being ambiguous about it please stop saying that my virgin ears but yeah so all that happened then we see in order to take over everything because they saw like oh damn they like summoned these damn creatures from another dimension here and Mm. then they got that one magician who was powerful and shit we gonna need somebody real powerful to get in there so the two other elves that were the um celestial twins yeah they found a way to turn um the one guy into the first witcher witcher. yeah Yeah. using the blood of one of those monsters which is essentially how they create witchers Mm -hmm. well but then he ended up so him and the lark were like you know going back and forth with the flirting and Mm -hmm. shit Mm -hmm. and then they slept together under the stars but like literally just slept together Mm -hmm. and then after he changed it was a monster then they got busy yeah. And then she got pregnant, and unfortunately, she had to kill him because he was losing his shit. Yeah. And like, 
reverted into this like monstrous form and like kind of couldn't revert back tore somebody apart i was like i told you the boy wasn't dead though like he smacked him and like that's like a orbital fracture uh but you was like oh he dead i'm like he might not be dead he wasn't dead that 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 other elf that was traveling with them um oh yeah yeah the cleaver boy yeah um but yeah i mean ultimately him yeah nah he like lost his eye yeah that shit was gone but he wasn't dead I know, but it ain't just a little bit of a orbital fracture. I mean, people lose eyes from orbital fractures. Okay, well, semantics. But yeah, I thought it was good. I, I, I don't know what really people were mad about. It was also a limited series. We had Michelle Yeoh in there, uh-huh, kicking uh-huh. ass and taking names. She also been working. Uh-huh, she been uh-huh. getting her flowers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, those Golden Globes. Uh, it was a good night. Yeah, it was a good night. Uh, she won. Angela Bassett finally won for a Marvel movie. It, you knew it was going to be, you knew it was going to be Angela Bassett because mm-hmm. as soon as that trailer for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever came out, they was just like, "Here, here, have the Golden Globe." Yeah, because who else is fucking with you? So no, Michelle Yeoh's had a great year. Um, very happy for her, and you know, I I didn't understand what the hate was about because I I have read reviews. Um, but I feel like there's like a lot of like, if you don't like black people, just say it going on what in you mean? like entertainment culture. Oh, because culture. of like the cast and it being more yeah. diverse. Yeah, and it's like okay, yeah. Over since the last season of The Witcher, there has been more pressure on studios to diversify their castings because black people exist in fantasy. We exist in the culture. We exist in the fandom. We go to the cons. We help support. And the fact that there is like almost, you know, such minuscule representation, that's not, that's not really what it was. And even if you want to say that this time frame, <coughs> excuse me, even if you want to say that this setting is based on a place where a lot of black people weren't, it's it's historical fantasy. Right. You can make shit up. And and really, it don't even have to be about color. You can just put black people there and it would still be exactly the same. So I don't really understand, but I'm starting to feel like it's a lot of that going on and things are changing and there are these purists who are just like, oh, well, this shit was trash and yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, if you don't like black people, just say it. If you don't like, if you don't like the the main character being a dark skinned black woman who killed it, by the way, then just say that, and stop trying to act like the writing was bad or the costumes or you know the story didn't make sense. Like no, this series, this mini series, I felt like was just as well produced and to the level of The Witcher. Yeah. So it's just. I'm I'm going through a lot right now with that, specifically because I'm playing a video game called Forspoken, and in Forspoken it stars a black woman, and people are saying, oh well, the dialogue is bad, and you know she's just so mean to everybody, and all this other type of stuff, and I'm just like, if if you never talk to a black woman, just say that, and I it's mean, not, not saying that, that she's typical of a black woman, but just say, I don't I. And, now, and that's, see, that's, that's what's where, hard. That's where I would diverge, right? Because when you're saying if you never talk to a black woman, because 
I mean, I suppose there are black women that talk like that, but I think it's not typical. And I was saying while you was playing, I was like, I feel like you could tell there wasn't any black writers in the room because mm-hmm. some of the stuff she's saying, I was like, look, some of the stuff y'all be saying, they are hits. And I wish y'all would stick to that. Like, stop saying be, be fucking for real and using AAV. You know, say, no, you know, say some shit like, oh, there, there's an ace in the hole or come on buddy or you know whatever and i'm like yo them jones hit sometimes them them jones hit and i'm like all right you got that one Mm. um but she's saying shit like that and like for me i feel like that's not natural but also i was like this feels like the same language as like what aloy was doing she wasn't like syrupy sweet to everybody so that's why i was like oh i feel like we're giving double standards here like it wasn't the same as invincible where his girlfriend mm-hmm. they made her black in a show mm-hmm. but in the in comics the she was white yeah. and then in the comics she was sweet and she was all this like good shit and then in the show she was sassy she had an attitude she like and she had an attitude knowing that he was invincible and like getting mad like oh you didn't show up and all this other kind of shit and i'm like bitch but you knew the whole but time see, it, like and that's a great example babe because that's an example of simply bad writing and characterization right, right. it's not about her being black but she's just a terrible person but and- no but i feel like it was about her being black because it was like how are you gonna change her from being like you change her ethnicity mm-hmm and then you changed her whole personality. Why? Why couldn't she be black and the same personality? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, and it comes back to it. Like, that's a great example. It's just, I'm, I'm frustrated right now with the culture because it's like everybody is just really letting their they racism just show. And it's just like, okay. When these changes happen culturally, there was going to be conservative pushback. And of course, there's a lot of liberal gamers and, 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 and people who absorb this type of content, right? Sure. But the problem is that y'all can't connect to somebody and therefore it's bad. Because they're not serving you specifically as Mr. CIS straight white man, um, cishet, whatever those terms are. Don't don't get me wrong, y'all. But I'm just saying, like, and this isn't an attack on anyone, but we have to be able to diversify our bonds because for so long, the judge, jury, and executioners of what was good culturally and artistically have been historically one group of people right i think people are starting to feel what black people asian people hispanic people anyone who isn't of i guess european descent or what we would talk about people. what we would talk about if they're not a part of like western beauty standards and ideologies and stories and things like that where we have had to find where we have had to find things to relate to in media that Mm -hmm. doesn't reflect us right Mm -hmm. and we're consuming it we had to we had to relate to characteristics or 
you know, love styles or whatever, like finding something to relate to, even though it doesn't reflect our culture or Mm -hmm. how we look or how we dress or anything like that. And now there's more things that's diverse diverse right because we're having like going red where that was a beautiful story Mm. about an asian girl going through puberty and things like that and then you had these reviewers these critics that were like oh uh cisette white guy i couldn't relate and it's like no shit but like it's not for you it's not even that it's not for you i mean it is but it's also you can't relate to some to a child going through this weird stage of puberty and trying to navigate it and navigate feeling embarrassed and angry and you know just not feeling like themselves in their own skin like you can find things to relate to like again fucking deal handle it because everybody else has had to handle it for years and now you feel uncomfortable and instead of having any sort of empathy or saying oh shit i see what y'all were going through because now i'm being forced to go through that it's just oh no like i can't relate and there's no one like me in this or not everybody in this is this way this is wrong and it's like look we've been saying that and y'all been telling us to calm the fuck down so like we could be altruistic and nice I don't really, I'm not really into that and being meek, but realistically, deal. Just deal, because it's not even like there's no white people in it. There was a clip on Twitter, um, and it was a uh, interview with Toni Morrison, and the interviewer was asking about how um, she is able to write stories where there are very few, if any, um... Well, she was asking if she was ever going to write stories from, I think, white people's point of view, right? right? Or and having them centered. And she was like, that was a racist right. question to even ask. And, and, and I feel like that's a lot of what's happening right now. Like, how dare you create stories where we are not centered? Mm-hmm. How dare you um, try to represent something that I don't see as the ideal. How dare you create heroes and characters who are not uh, serving of my ego and what I think, you know, heroes and characters should look like. How dare you not consider me? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, to your point, babe, all the other times that other people haven't been considered for decades in entertainment, we've been saying like, yo, there's nobody who looks like me. It's hard for me to get down with this. But the people in power, the people in control, the people who are center are like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. This is awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, this is this is what art is and all this other type of stuff. And it's just like that. Like, this is why I don't care about the Oscars. I mean, I really don't care about the Golden Globes. I don't really care about a lot of the normalized or formalized methodologies to congratulate people on their art because at the end of the day like we can diversify but these institutions have been the same for so long and it's just like you can't tell me what good art is yeah i think i think the issue is people have for so long with everything being kind of one lens before mm-hmm. we've had this kind of almost renaissance or transition to things having more diversity, which I think it's because Hollywood has seen it, it makes dollars. 
And since it makes dollars, it makes sense. Now we're it makes doing sense, it, right? right? Um, but now that we're having this transition, it's rocking people's worldview, right? Because before it was, oh, yeah, this is what the world looks like. This is what the world looks like. Majority, you know, white. Majority, white men. You got some pretty white girls in there. You may have some to- some tokens in there. Um, but majority, this is what the world looks like. So I don't know why you're upset about it. This is what my world looks like. This is what the world mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be upset. This is what it looks like. And then it's like, oh, here's black people. Here's Asian people. Here's Hispanic people. You know, here's all these different types of people. And it's just like, oh, that's different from the world we were seeing this ain't my world and it's like oh yeah but no that's this is our world this is how we see it and people are upset i mean to bring it to real world stuff we were looking at some stuff where um you have you ukrainian refugees going over to england and other places and struggling struggling to adapt because they're like oh there's too many people of color here we're not used to it and like refusing um homes and stuff like that with people because of the demographic and Mm -hmm. it's like so you are fleeing from war and you are saying oh i can't stay here because it's not safe because there's too many black people ma'am for real Mm -hmm. okay and i'm not even gonna get too far into that i'll leave that where that is but i guess to your point i could understand why um the witcher blood origins was getting bad reviews because it's kind of the same thing. The same issue that they were having with the rings of power with black elves Mm -hmm. um, and dwarves and stuff like that, you know, basically, you know, keep my fantasy pure. Yeah. Um, mm, Wink, wink. What does that mean? What do you mean by pure? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are we talking about ethnic cleansing and fantasy cheese and bread? Well, well, I guess that I guess those are tropes and fantasy. We're just talking about you know fae and other types of fantastical beasts right. being cleansed. But so damn, that was kind of a double entendre. I didn't even mean that, but you yeah. are you are brilliant, babe. And <laughs> I think it goes back to what we have come to appreciate about a show like Carnival Row and its depiction of even back before the pandemic. It's depiction of you're relating Carnival Road to the Witcher Blood Origins as far as like diversity. I just want to I just want to make sure because I was like Carnival Row. I thought we were just talking about the Witcher Blood Origins. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying like that's one thing that I can appreciate about something like Carnival Row um, because the diversity there was effortless, and it's to me that's how it should be done. Like it's not a big deal. Like there are black people. It's okay. You know they can be positive characters. They can be negative characters. Um, it's it's okay to recognize that people exist. I thought a game like Horizon Zero Dawn did that excellently as well. Horizon mm-hmm. Zero Dawn had great diversity, and it I, I, I think don't, it wasn't I think overstated. It wasn't pro- I think it wasn't a problem though because the main characters were Was, still Western yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. So I mean, um, let's bring it all back. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall thoughts on The Witcher Blood Origin? I thought it was good. I would have been happy if it was longer, if it was more episodes. 
Um, I'm really looking forward to see how they tie that in because I want to know who her baby became because it's got elf blood and it's got the little Witcher, Witcher blood, magic yeah. magicy blood, you know. So and without me knowing too too much about the lore of the world, like I haven't read any of the books. I had, I didn't even play the game like that. Like I played the Witcher Three Wild Hunt for like four hours and then I got to Gwent. And then I played Gwent for like another three or four hours. And then I just stopped playing. Um, maybe I'll get back into it one day. Oh, I wonder if it's um, the girl that had the humpback. And then she did magic to make herself beautiful. Because they were saying well, she those, was like that an timeline elf. timeline wouldn't match up though. Why not? They were saying she was an elf a couple generations removed. And you know, she, she kind of spicy. So she, mm-hmm. could, she could have a black great great grandmother. Okay. You know? Uh, okay but and like i said Jennifer, i don't know right Jennifer, Jennifer I, yeah. I, I i just don't know um so i you know that's that's just me but um i thought it was good yeah i enjoyed it a lot we had a it was a great day watching that actually it was just you know we sat down and we just kept watching it before we knew it was over i thought the performances were good mm-hmm. i thought the again the representation was on point because we had a heroic um non-white character and we had a villainous non-white character as well yeah um, and, and women were doing their thing i mean very even yeah the bitchy empress but it was very woman forward which may also have been the problem because it's like what it's not a man what the fuck are these bitches going to do it's like now nah, yeah. i'm getting a little too ahead of myself but yeah i feel like alex is gonna listen to some like this is the most cursing y'all have done. 18 plus. Uh, okay. Let us move on then, babe. Yeah, to on our to the... Final segment. Yeah, the meat and potatoes. Um, The Last of Us. We have been waiting for this show for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally have it. There have been, as of this recording, two episodes... And uh, we're going to talk about them. Yeah. I mean, I know you were excited. I was excited. The Last of Us was was definitely one of those games that I loved watching Mm -hmm. you play. Mm -hmm. The first one, I watched you play the whole thing through. Mm -hmm. Um, The second one, I had to tap out because... It was just, it was giving me anxiety. I was yeah. like, damn, something happening every second. It's dark as fuck. We can't see nothing. Things just be jumping out of you. It was real. There's flamethrowers. The people is crazy. The the scar people or whatever out here cutting people up and stringing them up and shit. So I was like, yeah, I got to tap out. This too, this too much. Um, It was already too much after, spoiler, they beat Joel to death. I was like, oh, nah. That bitch Abby gotta go today. Yeah. Today. To yeah. this day. But yeah. So we were excited because again, the first of one, the first one, I think that's is it your number one? It's your number one game, right? And yeah. then would it be um Horizon? No, it would be uh Xenoblade Chronicles X. Okay, which makes sense because you always talking about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And you know, I was um I was excited about the cast. Yeah. Because, you know, we got uh, Pedro Pascal as Joel, Bella Ramsey as Ellie, like, and she did her thing um, in Games of Th- Game of Thrones, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the most badass little girl. She Young, called yeah. all that men. She called all those men in that room bitches. bitches. Yep, yep. She was like, first of all, 
we keep our oaths and uh we the real wardens of the north i don't know about y'all I don't know about y'all bitch asses. Maybe y'all too old. You too tired to get in on a fight in. But uh, as for me and my house, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mormont, right? She became Lady Mormont. Yep. So, yeah. It's It was, um, you know, shout out shout out to the team. Because um, it's, it's already been greenlit for season two. After two episodes. Yeah. Which is, you know... HBO is like, please, like, let us pay you more money. And Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin are like, okay, yeah, we'll take that. Um, take that, take that. Take that. But we yeah, got Pedro, so, who was also Game of Thrones, Oberyn, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah but yeah. he he play, like a bisexual icon. Mm-hmm. He played the shit out of that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I mean, like I said, babe, we've had two episodes right now. We had the pilot, and then we had the second episode. I think one thing that I really want to talk about um, is the intros to both these episodes. Mm. Because those are the things that are kind of extra world building that we didn't really get in the game. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about those intros so far? Which one was your favorite? Um, You know what? I would probably say maybe the second one Mm. was my favorite. Um, just because at that, that's when they let you know that it was like, yeah, it was over. It was over. Like it began. And as soon as it began that, uh, that biologist or whatever she was, mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, he was like, well, what can we, what can we do? She was like, I'll bomb everything in the hell. And, uh, can I go home? Cause I want to spend my last moments with my family, like crying. Like, like she was like, babe, this is it. What I just saw. Uh, in that quarantine room and then you just told me that some other people got bit and got away like it's it's over there's nothing we can do babes it's already too late yeah actually the first scene was amazing because we had um i can't think of his name right now but he was in the mummy and i really like him as an actor but this was like back in the 60s yeah and he was discussing how you know, viruses won't be the end of us as people. Uh, it'll be fungus. And fungus... John Hanna. John Hanna, thank you. Um, fungus doesn't have treatments. There is no thing that you can take to, to you know, get a, get a, a fix or um, to heal yourself. Like, fungus don't fucking care. And that really puts such a tremendous... It, it, in a good way, a tremendous weight on the um, on the first episode with that context of like, damn, like if the world for whatever reason heats up a little bit and this fungus and shows adapt, yeah. that it can adapt and survive, then it can definitely exist in humans. And then if that happens, that's the end. Yeah. And then the second opening um, displayed that more recent times where they found this biologist she was just enjoying her lunch they even took her down to this place and put her in the room and said what do you see and she's like cordyceps don't affect people like what are you talking about and they were like all right well let me show you some shit and they showed her a live or not live but a dead human being clearly infected with cordyceps and she's just like like you said bomb this shit like we i mean we no longer we no longer the main species on this planet. 
Yeah, basically. You know, with that though, I'm like, but people get fungal infections all the time. They get treated. So I don't know, but I guess not cordyceps. So, cause that's specifically what he was talking about. Yeah. And ants and shit like that. Yeah, it 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 attacks your brain and it take it can take over your body. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, fungal infection is one thing, but if you get infected with this shit, mm-hmm. this is this shit different. <laughs> like, so we did kind of talk about this over in um, Blur Life with my wife, but I was saying it reminded me in him talking about it. It reminded me one of rabies and the way how rabies takes over its host and mm-hmm. like directs it to do things like like the reason why they get aggressive and want to bite people is to spread the virus and shit like that but then also it reminds me of i haven't read the book but the movie the girl with all the gifts and yeah. in that one it was a fungus or like spores because they were having these big towers like somehow growing in the world releasing spores um or no, they hadn't been releasing spores yet, but somehow people were getting infected and like people, I think, weren't able to have kids except for a certain amount of people. It was something weird, um, but like people were turning into zombies and shit like that based yeah. off of the fungus and they were testing kids who were like in utero when this was happening where they ended up basically being immune and trying to see like how they could use that to save the rest of humankind and one of the kids was the girl with all the gifts um and she turned that shit around but yeah it was basically the same concept like when i saw the last of us when you first were playing it um it reminded me of that the movie was okay. I liked it, but it wasn't like the best. But mm-hmm. you know me, I like that shit. Like zombies, yeah. zombie adjacent it don't type have to shit. Be, yeah, it don't have to be great. Yeah, for like you. 28 days later, that's more like ramped up rabies. They're yeah. not really zombies. They're just infected with rage. Yeah, rage. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is. Um, you know, with those with those cold open scenes added. Um, then we're able to, in both episodes, come to the um, adapted sections of what they're adapting from the game. And this, you know, we, we did talk about this a little bit on Blurred Life with my wife, but this is one of the most faithful adaptations I've ever seen, even down to the color palette in some of these scenes. We meet Ellie. She is being held by the fireflies in the Boston quarantine quarantine zone. We meet Joel. We meet Tess. We meet Tommy. We meet Sarah and see her unfortunate end, which is like ripped straight from the game. All yeah. of these scenes. She was a good actress. That's Tandy Newton's daughter. Daughter, yeah. Um, she did Parker. a good job, yeah. So I guess what I want to talk about in this summary is more like the differences from the game, right? Well, I because know, like the main thing, spores. Yeah, that ain't there. Yeah, um, Joel and, isn't trying to hunt down random things while you're escaping the clickers. Or like, wait a minute, I need to check this drawer yeah. so that I can find some pills or some shit. No, I mean, I think I think that they do a good job of translating gameplay to more substantial like a theatrical like yeah, i mean cinematic right adapting a play or a book 
to TV or movies, yeah. you know, adapting the stage play, basically. So, you know, with the spores notwithstanding, like, I know that's a huge thing for, it was a huge thing for a lot of people. I'm, I'm not hearing too many people complain about it now um, with the show being out so and, it being, <laughs> and it being amazing. Um, what One thing that they really did change, though, is how this cordyceps virus communicates. Right. And it is like an interconnected network. Well, they're saying that's more like how actual fungi talk to mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, so. and, and I mean, you give a creator an extra 10 years to, to think about some things, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I, I kind of came up with something better that works better for the world. It's kind of more terrifying, as we saw at the end of episode two. I mean, to be a broken record, and Alex may get a kick out of this for mm. our own personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it also reminds me of Hannibal, because there's an episode where there's a killer who basically buries people alive and like keeps them... He, he specifically goes after diabetics and puts them in a diabetic coma and puts them in the ground and has fungus... Um, basically he grows them on them and he Mm -hmm. talks about how like if you're in a field and you're standing around some mushrooms it's so interconnected this webbing that's just under the ground um a a patch of mushrooms a mile away will know that you're standing in the field because Mm -hmm. they talk to each other Mm -hmm. they have this awareness Mm -hmm. and that's basically what they're saying here so i was just like oh that's cool i love it i really think it's one of those changes that translates well and it and like i said this is a survival horror show it's more terrifying that way Mm -hmm. like imagine playing the game and you just cleared out a room full of zombies and now they talking to each other and you start hearing like rumbling in the distance because it's a thousand more zombies coming to get you right now and it's like what dread (laughs) you know what i mean like i think this was also the blacklist I may be merging both of them. So I'm going to have to rewatch both of these things. Damn. Y'all will let me know. My brain is just like, oh, let's cram all these things together. But I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. Okay. I believe you. Thank you. So, the kiss. Oh, no, it was. It was. Because I remember um, in the bloopers, um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne was like saying one of the pharmacists, he's like, where is he? And he was like, oh, oh, oh. And they were like, whatever. So back to the last of us. Sorry. My brain, it it just wouldn't let me let that go until I could verify what I was saying was correct. You got him? Yes, I did. Thank you. I appreciate your patience. The kiss. Um, oh yeah, that shit was nasty. I was like, why was that necessary? Well, it's, we're getting to we're getting to another change from the game, right? Because Tess's death in the game is, you know, they get to the capital finally. Uh, they find these fireflies, and they're being attacked by the, the um, military, the military, the feds, basically of the quarantine zone. And Tess sacrifices herself after getting bitten in an earlier skirmish to give Joel and Ellie time to escape. Now, also, they're after something completely different. Joel is looking for his brother, Tommy, Mm -hmm. which, of course, happens in the main game, but it's not their reason for a lot of the stuff, like, putting into motion. In the game, they were drug uh, gun smugglers, 
And now Joel's brother, Tommy, they've gotten separated. He hasn't heard from him in weeks. So they're trying to secure some type of transportation so that they can go out and look for him the last place they knew he was. Mm -hmm. So with that said, there's an undertone of Joel trying to um, save the last family he has left. While also that being juxtaposed with this budding relationship he has or he's forming with this girl who as of this recording in the last episodes that we saw is still very tumultuous yeah but she sees the possibility of value in him she he protected her um which is what she knew was going on but of course to joel when they were in that situation with that fed he was traumatized by the imagery of you know, someone in uniform pointing point a, a gun, rifle at you. Yeah. and he's got a, a people he's trying to protect. So there's already this kind of connection that they have through trauma, and I really like how they're allowing this to kind of breathe. And I'm really excited for the next episode. Mm-hmm. But also, I've said that I feel like this is a show where every episode is about to be the best episode. Yeah, I think so. I'm really excited for this next one because it has um the dude who played Nick Offerman. Yes, Nick Offerman yeah. from Parks and Rec. Yeah. So I love like him, him as an actor. Um but I know he's gonna be of course more serious in this. Yeah. Um and I was telling you while we were watching The Last of Us, the the first episode and the second episode, I was like I love it. Love Ellie. Love Joel. Love the love the games. I forgot how annoying young Ellie was. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh damn, bitch, shut the fuck up. Yeah. All that talking and shit. Yeah. 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 So, but I mean, that's true to the game. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, I mean, and I think Bella Ramsey is playing her really well. Where it's just like she's got that charming, youthful exuberance, like. She makes jokes that she really shouldn't make. Mm-hmm. She's inquisitive. She's smart as shit. She's curious. And, you know, I'm really I'm really just excited to see them play with this. And I'm excited to be here and talking with you all about it. I mean, what's y'all opinion on The Last of Us so far? Um, is it great? Is it awesome? Is this your first time seeing or, or being exposed to the IP? Have you ever played the games? Like, there's so much to talk about with this show and I feel like every episode is gonna destroy social media because it's just that good yeah I agree and it's like it's giving the same feeling as The Walking Dead when it first started Mm. and even into some further um, seasons we were just watching just randomly because we thought about it that one scene from when uh this was when rick rick had first started getting real like real gully yeah. like not just gully against the dead like against people because th- they had just been through some, some shit kept yep. on going through shit and then they got those people that was like luring people in to eat them you know the whole don't eat that barbecue the meat is people like bitch you telling me you just found some hot dog somewhere yeah. girl yeah. This is this is people meat and tainted intestines. Meat. Tainted meat. <laughs> right. Well, yes, literally tainted meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, We'll just leave. You'll never see us again, I promise you. And he was like, Nah. I made I, you a promise. I made you a I already made you a promise. He said, God damn. I'm gonna take this machete with a red handle and I'm gonna kill you with it. 
And that was that scene where the guy was mm. laughing at me. Then he then he came back and he was like, mm. and besides, I already made you a promise. What? 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 I was like, Rick, no. Oh my God. That was that was the beginning of his villain arc, and I yeah. loved it. It was good. Um, all right, but yeah, so. Those are our thoughts on the first two episodes of The Last of Us. I mean, we could talk about this show for hours and hours. I wanted to do a summary on the first two episodes. So you'll get our summaries here on Blurred Watchers Monthly. um, And you'll get more in-depth thoughts on each episode um, the week that they air on Mm -hmm. Blurred Life with My Wife. And also whatever else that we might be doing. So... Hang tight. Make sure y'all subscribe to both podcasts here on the Pop Break and then Blurred Life with my wife being um, on our own RSS feed. We'll have it linked down below. You know, you might you might want to check out some of the good stuff while you're listening to our amazing um, uh, co-show hosts here in the Pop Break. Yeah, I mean, there's so much content to listen to, like in your commutes, yeah. going to work, coming from work, working, working out from home. There's so, right, there's so much cool shit yeah. on the Pop Break. Um, and then, you know, if you are invested in us, you can listen to all the our stuff and we make some guest appearances and other pop break shows. So, yeah. Love it. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Let's finish up. And, um, you know, we'll watch um, the episodes of The Last of Us as they come out. We'll see y'all back here next month for more summaries. More snap trailer reactions, more TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll definitely try to catch up on some of those shows. No, we, we definitely are, especially because I heard great shit about Alice in Borderland season two. So we're well. definitely getting on that, and we're definitely getting on Hunters. We're definitely getting on Carnival, Carnival Row. Row. So February yeah, 17. we are stepping up our content viewing because there's a lot of good entertainment that's out. So yeah, and coming out. Yeah, we're blurs and you know, we're gonna watch that shit. Otherwise, my name is Marshall, aka the Okami Council on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Instagram, all the good places. Where can they find your pretty self, babe? Um, Neil Queen Celine everywhere. Yes. And my yes. name is Courtney. So yes. All right. Uh so we will see y'all next what? Uh mm, next month. Bye. <laughs>